Hello, everybody. It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the Liquid Football Podcast. Woo! Uh, I'm joined by Neil this time out, because unfortunately this is, uh, once again, back to uh, post-bedtime uh, times for Burpop, but um, <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure she'll chime in whenever she needs to, uh, if there's anything pertinent. But, um, although to be fair, there is actually something pertinent from the Arsenal women's side we'll get to in our transfer city season. But Neil, mm-hmm. um, we're midway through January. As we all know, traditionally is the uh, mid-season transfer panic buy. Um, it's been okay this season so far, hasn't it? It's it's kicked off in certain places, and in certain places, everyone's fighting. Yeah, right. well, it's not. It, it, thankfully, the panic buying isn't occurring at Arsenal. I mean, <laughs> we are going in for certain acquisitions, but we're not actually, you know, we're not like holy shit, desperately trying to like claw. Mm. anybody we can out of the ether we're actually taking our time and trying to buy right continuing on from continuing on from the summer yes so i'm i'm happy enough i'm like right we are now completely threadbare in midfield mm. <laughs> i mean um you uh, could see that coming to be fair like well yeah coming? but like no we did know we'd, uh, we'd be short numbered in midfield but fuck me like we're now really short numbered with injuries yeah and covid yes so yeah, uh, central mid. We're just we're really really empty there. <laughs> I think we've only got like one or two players now. Mm. So fuck, we either change shape or blood the youngsters if we can't get anybody in. Is there anything to be said for giving Jack Wilshere a six week contract? Apparently not. Uh, Arteta has said that like short term deals. He's like, I understand why people are saying this. Mm. Uh, not with regards to Wiltshire or anything like that, but he's just like, I understand why people are saying this, but every short-term deal we've ever done has never worked. And he's just that like... That is very true, to be fair. You know, like, that's just yeah. it. So kind of going, oh, okay, then yeah, he's got a point there, but also then yeah. you've got two midfielders and you play a system that requires two of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of fucked for numbers, mate, unless you want to feel yeah. the academy kids or get somebody in apparently we're in for a loan move for Arthur Arthur yeah that, that was one I wanted to talk about alright because yeah. kind of fits the bill like profile wise in terms of what you want like in theory like your ideal signing is exactly what he is like age bracket and mid and position wise and um, I'm not convinced on his performance because like um, because I don't think he was great shakes at Barca I don't think he's been great shakes at Juve but I think he's the kind of player where like if he gets the right kind of like you like Odegaard I think when he gets the right players around him you actually see the potential of what he was meant to be you know yeah yeah no no apparently yeah apparently Juve are very open to the deal because we're offering to take on all of his wages yeah um, so yeah I mean we'll see how that one pans out um, haven't heard a tremendous amount of it because of course the big thing is that we're just we're gonna put up with the midfield shortages because we're going all in on getting a striker yes for the january season which is of course the fiorentina hitman himself dusan vlahovic yes the one that uh, the cheap Haaland uh is is what i've been told, <laughs> i've been told is like it says a lot of things to, to call someone 70 who's seven rate of 70 million as cheap but compared to like the in compare in comparison to fucking Sheer amount yeah. of cash that it would take to even get Haaland to roll out of bed. I mean, <laughs> or to get his agents to roll out of bed so that you can yeah. prod him awake with his erection. 
you know. So, yeah. and, and, and may I say, there is quite a lot of erections when it comes to... Uh, oh, yeah, fucking hell, that I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but apparently he does he does a lot that we like. Mm. Um, he's fucking lethal, scores goals from all over the kip. Yeah. Um, good worker. And also, he's repulsively young. He is 22. 21. 21, 21 22, yeah. yeah. Well, if we, if we signed him, he'd be 22 by the time he got here. Yeah. And also, I'm like, fuck me, like, get get him on a five, six year deal. Um, shit, yeah, there's a lot you can do with that. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, I, I find it interesting in a sense from an Arsenal point of view that a lot of your kind of dealings are kind of dealing with the age bracket itself. Like, you're trying to get people, you're trying to get like a generational team going where like, yeah, it's, the it's, same age brackets and grow, grows up together in a sense. Yeah, it's following on from the summer deal where like, I think right. we only signed one player that under the age of 24. Oh no, we signed one player. We sold. Sorry, we signed most of the players that were on the age of twenty-four, and we signed one player who was twenty-four. Yes. Um. So that you know that was it, and got them all on five-year deals. Um. So yeah, like, and everybody else got extensions. So yeah, yeah. like, the, you're looking at this Arsenal team. And he's hopefully going to add to it, and he's going to look at this team. That he's, you can just sense Arteta is going to get this team to a point where he's mm. going to go right. That's it, guys. This is it for the next three years. These are all fucking shit hot now. You're about yeah. to hit your, and he's hoping that they all peak. They all hit their primes at the same fucking time right as well. Yeah, definitely. And then yeah. that happens. Like, mm. holy shit. That's what, when he talks in, in interviews about it clicking, about the team clicking, I don't think like he's, he's expecting something to happen this season or even next season. I think when, it's, when that k- kicks in, he's going to be like, yeah. You've got everybody there. They're all 26. They've all been playing together for like three years. Mm. Boom. It is It is kind of reminiscent to how we were able to kind of build a team in the same way a couple of years ago. I'm thinking like not necessarily before Klopp, but like right before Klopp, the kind of the late Rogers era, where, yes, you did have kind of weird aberrations like the Benteke and so forth. But in that time, you were signing the likes of uh, Firmino and uh, Sterling was gone out of, this, uh, out of the team at that point, but he was getting replaced. And we, well, at the time we thought with Jordan Ibe, but it didn't come out to be. But the same logic was kind of there: was to get the players in the right age profile to be able to grow, grow together in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then once kind of Klopp uh, mentality came in, then every signing, every summer brought in the new signing, which was the right profile. Then we had Mane, then we had Salah, then we had Fabinho. The, the, the spine of the team then all came in more or less at once. What's the so, whole thing around with the, the first year of Klopp? Wasn't he like desperately trying to construct the team around Coutinho? And then Coutinho, yes, a little bit. Yeah, and then Coutinho bit. started spoiling for a move, and mm. that's when he went, "All right, then fuck it." Yeah. Um, well, Coutinho was our best player at the time, so it oh made, no, it he makes sense to do that. Yeah, unbelievable. Red yeah, no, no, that's the thing. thing. Yeah. And he'd also just signed a new contract, hadn't he? He just signed he did, a new yeah. contract. Yeah, with so a release clause, conveniently. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, that's great. We got this guy tied down, and then he's like. Oh, my back is hurt. <laughs> like, are you fucking joking? You it, fucking. In fairness, the best thing to do to give a, a player who's unsettled is a five year contract so you can cash in that some bitch and some idiot. And some idiot that turned out to be Barcelona. So fucking quit in. Turned out to be that, that idiot turned out to be a cash flush Barcelona because trust me, had they not gotten rid of Neymar for fucking 220 yes. million, oh, you wouldn't man. have seen you wouldn't have seen anything close to that. You need to actually you cannot, no Liverpool fan can hate on Neymar because three quarters of his transfer fee went straight to your fucking bank account. And that's how he's got Alison and Van Dyke on a song, well, not on a song, but you got them, that's it, straight up, no kissing, uh, a bit else extra as well. 
and that's it. So literally, you cannot slag off Neymar because he is responsible for that team. That is it. I, I, who I who, bi- who the, built uh, Liverpool? Not Klopp, not Shark Teeth. It was fucking Neymar. <laughs> I, love that, I, I love that this is a level of like Joe Rogan tin hat fucking conspiracy. It's a case like it wasn't the Jurgen Klopp that won the Premier League for Liverpool. It was Neymar. Neymar and his weird fucking. <laughs> you won it vicariously via Liverpool. Yes, uh, that's it. So but in all fairness, like that was it. Like, like, yeah, it's just you, you managed to you hit the right chord at the right time, and that happens to be a cash flush club run by utter fucking morons. Play the market, man. That's how you and do it. And it's like, hot damn, yeah. Not even play the market, play the fool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think, and the beautiful thing is now, it's a case of like, now, now we're in, in such a weird position now, we're kind of like, we're the bullies now. It's a case of like, uh, you know, we're selling players on for like 15, 20 million out of the time. Like, uh, like it says a lot like about Liverpool. We are like, our minimum price for now, Phillips is 15 million. It's like, of course he's 15 million. Like, look at him. Look what he did. Look what he did at the San Siro. <laughs> that's worth 15 million alone. You know, but it's a case that that's this is what we do. We like we ramp up prices up on our own players, and we knock down everyone else. Like we are such a hard bargainer, in a sense where like it, we're in a kind of similar situation to Arsenal, where like we don't necessarily need to improve, but or need to sign anyone in January. But like our signings have to be for the longer term. We have to be thinking more from this season, next season onwards. So it's a case of if we are going to get somebody in now, it has to be a, a sign that makes sense three years down the line. It can't just yeah. be a squad member. It has to be someone who's going to challenge. So that's what kind of makes it interesting. The reason we're saying this, by the way, is because for the bulk of this podcast, we're going to basically be going through some of the clubs. And if there's any ones that pique our interest, we're going to basically pick out a, a transfer that we think makes sense for them now. And that's the kind of thing. We're going to try and say, if we had the, the, the creative license, here's the one player this club needs to sign in, exactly. in this month. To fix in in all fairness, and I, I would really stick with what... Um, what we're trying to do and go I mean I understand that we spelt a lot of the Arsenal section talking about yeah. how they've got no one in midfield that they're going to have to do like fan tickets fan raffle for people to mm. fill in at midfield but um, I still do believe that like if we can if we can get Vlahovic without having to get into a monetary dogfight over him mm. we fucking and if we can get him for like a shade under 70 million euros yeah you know, I'm I'm happy with that. You know, I am really happy because he, like you said, he is one. He's gonna. We're gonna spend half a season blooding him in. Yeah. Then he's gonna have a full preseason. Fucking, then we're ready to unleash the prick on the fucking on the league yeah. the next season. It, it, it would That's be an it. easy. It would be an easy season to bleed him in because, in a sense, like outside of this, the league and the league cup, like that is Arsenal season at the moment, and yeah. like the, the, that that final could go either way. The semi-final can go either way, so you don't know how that's going to go. At least with the league, you know, you've got, like, what, like two, like 18 games left. That's enough to get your feet wet in the Premier League and to see if you're actually made, able to make the cut. Yeah. That's fine, you know. Um, but at least from my point of view, we might as well start with Arsenal in this kind of, like, one one player to go for. So you obviously are kind of happy to go with the Vlahovic kind of... Uh, Vlahovic, but then, then the plan B is widely taught by everybody to be Isaac. Alexander Isak. I do like Isak. I do like the way he plays. I do. I do like Isak. Yeah. I do. I do enjoy. I do like the cut of his ship. Um, he's got Moxie. Yes, uh, <laughs> he's a good presser too, and a lot of people don't report on that because he he's doesn't a fit f- the profile. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, uh, Athletic podcast went with 
Um, they had a number of them, but they had Isaac alongside Jonathan David, mm. because apparently David's just a like horrendously a, a horrendously defensive forward. Yeah, he's a um, he's a Firmino type. He's yeah, a, and that's a, just the thing. Yeah. They're like, well, if you want to go with him, like you know, he would really, really lead that press. He might yeah. not lead in the goal scoring, but he would definitely lead the press. And I was like, mm. look, while I like it, I lo- I'm, I was looking at the nice pizza chart, and I, you know, I was liking what I saw. But we need goals up front, man. Yeah, cannot like finally we're getting goals from midfield, but the thing is we're not getting the the, the key is to get them from the front and the midfield as well, not yeah. one or the other, and that's all we've been doing. We've been chopping and changing. Aubameyang's been on a hot streak, great. Like you know, fucking Joe Willock goes on loan to Newcastle and outscores our entire midfield three times over in seven mm. weeks. <laughs> you know, Aubameyang well, it worked out well for him to be fair. <laughs> exactly, it worked out well for him. Oh no, don't get me wrong, we benefited from it, but. Yeah. You know, and then on the flip side, Aubameyang can't hit the floor if he falls over. And yeah. um, now all of a sudden, all of our midfielders and all of our wide attackers are fucking, well, they're not spilling in with goals, but fucking, you know, everybody is contributing with goals and assists. So I'm like, yay. Now what we have to do is learn how to get those two switches to go at the same time. <laughs> yes. That's and what you part. do is you pair this informed midfield, which is absolutely what we have, and the informed wide attackers, which is absolutely what we have, with an informed striker. Mm. Which is what we don't have. Yeah, I hear you. Know, Vlahovic and Isaac. I think, I, I, I think we're going more so. We're tooling more so for Vlahovic rather than Isaac because you can train a player to press. It's. I think we know that Vlahovic is by far the more natural goal scorer, and you're like can't train that. I can train mm. a guy to go when he's got the ball. You go here and cut off that angle or yeah. run at him <laughs> Even better, yeah. or just hair after that circular thing on the ground mm. uh, but you can't train that kind of natural touch that Vlahovic does I mean I understand like when you look, watch YouTube fucking highlight reels it's it's pretty much it's edited for the fucking dailies you know yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 they're targeting an audience but they're still really fucking good like the guy's got a great touch and he's naturally two-footed as well which Arteta is just going to jizz his pants over yeah so I'm I'm yeah, I'm going with the fan favorite and the the quite boring one. If mm. we were to, if Arsenal were to sign one player, I would want it to be Dusan Vlahovic. Interesting. So, like, for the, just for the interest of conversation, I want to, I do want to play devil's advocate a little bit because I want to hone in on the fact that, like, if I'm if I'm looking at the Arsenal team, I'm immediately identifying the midfield as a weakness. And oh, yeah. no, no, think... I'm not saying that the midfield won't be oh yeah, yeah dealt yeah. with. It's just yeah. in this window. <sighs> You might not be able, considering that we might pass up Vlahovic, because trust mm. me, he gets to the summer. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Oh, totally, hundred percent. I get that. I totally understand. What you know. I, 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 I can see why Arsenal are doing it this way because this is the same type of deal they pulled off for Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, and otherwise they would have been they would have got the pants pulled down. And um, the same type of deal we pulled off for Sanchez, Alexis, when we snagged him. Oh right, yes. Remember yes, we I got remember him. <laughs> like people yes. were like. Holy fuck, I remember a mate of mine tweeting me going, You fuckers have signed Alexis Sanchez. I was out on a cycle at the time. Yeah. I was like, Okay, then. Yeah, we probably mm. have. <laughs> and it's like Wenger <laughs> on a beach, you know, because Wenger had gone over to the mm. fucking Cop right. America or something like that. Over yeah. the it, was, it was when Chile won the. Um, yeah, America. it was when Chile won the Cop America and he just went over and he was like, Sign for us. Okay. And it was like, Great. We got him for 36 million. And like, when you consider the first three seasons we got out of him. Mm. I was a oh, you burned out. Poor fucker was burned out, yeah. Fucking bar- Yeah, but for the first three seasons, 36 million, 
Fuck bargain. Fuck yeah. Bargain, yeah. Every team would have paid double for that. He was a fucking yeah. monster. 100%, 100%. And still is, actually, by the way. Scored in the... But um but yeah, so in the interest of, of being different, I do want to like at least if it's a case of like balls from the midfield, because as is often the case with like certain teams, I think once you do like provide that bigger link in midfield, the forwards do fire a little bit more because it just like opens up channels, it opens up play. What I found, and, and this is only from watching the Forest game and the Liverpool game last night. I find like the biggest, the real, real trouble that Arsenal have is that there is no proper bridge in the midfield. That it's either defence or attack. There is no middle ground. And the weird thing is that that's not how the players play. You know, kind of way, we're like, Partey, you look at him and think he's your number six. He should break shit up and he doesn't. And then Jack is like, oh, he's a tackler. He should break shit up. He doesn't. And if he does, he's terrible at it. Lacanda, I think, is kind of like, is one of those like general midfielders who will be good at everything. But yeah. a jack-of-all-trades midfielder only works in a system where you have a jack-of-all-trades midfielder. Mm. I think ultimately what Arsenal are really missing is that proper steal, like an actual steely midfield that it keeps the tempo going. And I think that's what happens sometimes at Arsenal, is that like, well, the tempo, when the tempo is good, the, the, the team are playing well. But when the tempo slows, when you guys get start like getting stuck between gears, that's when the, Ars- the Arsenal team really struggles. Like, look at the Forest game. Like, that Forest like, team were playing a back three, they had you, you had blocked you, they had you encased in, in like a back five essentially. And Arsenal couldn't get out. But not only could they get out, they didn't know how to get out. You know, they were making simple, stupid mistakes, you know, and they were playing the balls out of out of nowhere because they just couldn't cross. They didn't know how to do. So my like signing that I would go for to provide that steal is Genie Wijnaldum. Because right. here's why because one, you're not gonna get him permanently from PSG, not yet. You will get him on a loan, though. And ultimately, the goal for Arsenal... And yeah, thinking, they just signed the fucker. Why would they loan the bill? He's not, he's not fitting in. He's, <laughs> he's not a superstar. That's the, this is the bizarre thing about PSG. They don't like Wijnaldum because he's not a big name, even though Pochettino actually quite likes him. He, he doesn't mind using him. It's the fact that like no one at PSG rates him because he's not scoring fucking like, crazy fucking goals and sponsoring, being sponsored by a fucking like, a clothing brand. Even though like one album absolutely suits PSG down to the ground tactically, like if you're playing a a, a, a middle three, one album is the perfect midfield a midfielder for that situation. He yeah. has built his entire career being in a four three three, and in when he plays for the Dutch side, he just goes, "Oh yeah, I'll play as a number ten and be your top scorer, no problem." Like he's a player that can do both. Like this is the thing. Being in the in a Jurgen Klopp midfield is kind of like as has misguided people's views on one album because. They see him playing in that midfield and they see him playing as like a six to an eight. And he just like constant like engine room, never gets tired, never gets injured, that sort of stuff. And people think he's quite boring in a sense. I said, okay, well, well, wind back to when he was at Newcastle and he scored four goals in one game against Spurs. <laughs> I wind back to PSV when he was scoring 20 goals a season as a number 10. That's how good he can be. And if you again, if you look at the way he's deployed to Holland, he is one of he is one of the pro- most prominent goal scorers. It's not the lads up front, and it's not Memphis Depay. It's Genie Wijnaldum. Mm-hmm. So my argument for Arsenal is Vlahovic. Yes, absolutely, that is your long term target. If not Isaac, whichever someone to replace Abamian because he's obviously at the door, in my opinion, and so is Lacazette. So you need at least one or two strikers in the summer, regardless. But in order to open those doors to get the likes of Vlahovic and Isaac, or even bigger than that, you need to get to the Champions League. A, a player like Genie Wijnaldum gets you to the Champions League because he's a born leader. 
he's a captain. He's captain. He's captain of the Newcastle side and is on one season there. He was one of the vice captains of Liverpool, vice captain of Holland, vice captain of, of, uh, of he was a captain of PSV at the time when he was only 21. So this guy can do it, right? He is a born leader. He's exactly what you need for that midfield. And he will pull those kids together. He will say, I've been in a serial winning side. This is what you do. You need to run around here. He'll communicate. Because again, one of the weird things about Wijnaldum is when he wasn't playing in Liverpool midfield, you fucking missed him. And the gassing is this season, we're missing him. Because even watching the game last night, if he was on the if he was on the pitch, that ball would have kept moving and kept rolling a lot more than it would have been. So he's the player you want to get in. And similarly, you could go for someone like Tolisso if you want to get a permanent signing. But he's probably a little bit too old for what Arsenal want. But he's a very good erudite number eight that is going cheap. So you could always go for him. But I think I think Wijnaldum is the guy to get you into the top four, definitely. He's the kind of guy you need. What age is he? When Adam thirty, uh, probably. That's why, you're getting a thirty-year-old like serial winner who's won everything in, with Liverpool and is a is a seasoned international and doesn't get tired, doesn't get like injured. Like name me one Arsenal player who never gets injured. <laughs> you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Like to be fair, like because he now signed for Arsenal, I've, if he does sign for Arsenal, I've absolutely fucking jinxed him. But however, like you know, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I just yeah. I, I find it uh, again going back to Tifo and their sensible transfers. They suggested Kulusevic um, mm. from Juve, yeah, and quite like him, quite like that mm. suggestion. Uh, it's not going to happen now that Jesus fucked his ACL, yeah. he's now the only central midfield that they've really got. So, but I liked that one, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So let's go, let's go down the list as so we start with Arsenal. We'll start with the, we'll keep with the A's and Aston Villa, who have been really fucking busy, as we said. Um, uh, starting off your window with Philip Coutinho was quite a steal, as we said, Neil. Um, if they can get him playing. Oh, you see that? This is the thing, like, the Gerrard system, in theory, is perfect for Coutinho. Because oh, there's that theory. Oh, theory. I know, I know. I hate Fucking saying more, it. But... You really want to die? On, you're not going to die on those hills. Fuck that. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's a loan. It's a loan signing. No hard feelings. There's no obligation to buy. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does work, fuck me. This Aston Villa side is going to be brilliant. And yeah. that's the that's the, the potential of this side because they've also brought in Luca Digne, who to me is one of the best left backs in the league by a country fucking mile. Like his statistically, he's brilliant. The fact that he hasn't been poached by a top four side is beyond me, quite honestly. Um, especially at Everton. Like, I mean, Everton would have bitten your hand off at 25, 30 million. So the fact that he wasn't signed by a, a top four side is is, is mad to me. Um, because like I said, even if Everton had the time, 25 million is a bit of a bargain for Dinier. You could have got 40 at least, 50. You know, if if, if someone like if someone like Chelsea or, or Man City can knock it for him, you could have bumped that price up, no problem. So the fact that Villa have got Someone of that quality, on but the, isn't on that isn't a sort of a case? Isn't a sort of a case that nobody was in for Digny? Kind of like, yeah. oh well, there's probably reasons why. Probably, yeah. I think I think you Rafa know? gave him a bit of a bad name, or at least he was trying to, or at least like Digny was trying to give Rafa a bad name. I think it was a, it was like a combination of both. It was a very bizarre kind of like back and forth between them. Just something wasn't right there anyway. Um, so in a way, like when I look at the Villa side, I find it very hard to improve them because. Like I ne- I wouldn't have said they need a new left back because I thought Matt Target was doing really well. But now that they have two really good left backs, two very good right backs, as like three great defenders in Mings, Konza, and uh well Mings and Konza anyway, you, you can't go really go wrong with those two regardless. Um, but uh like even then, like they, their defense is great. 
I think midfield is very strong too. Um, they could probably do it a six or an eight. I can't really think of anything to, that they would really need at this point, quite honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think great business from Villa. And they're not finished yet. I think they want to sign another centre-back, as far as I know. I think it's a uh, a really red-hot guy from uh, Dundee, I think. I think someone that Jared was scouting the Rangers. So now he's just going to sign with Villa instead. He's like 19. Wasn't it a... Haven't they not gone for Glenn Kamara? It could be Glenn Kamara. Could they sign Kamara? Because he played under Gerard at yeah. Rangers. Uh, um, that's definitely a possibility because it's again he's a he's a very very good number eight. He's, he fits the squad very well. I think I think like um I think maybe a defensive midfielder is what they kind of need after Nkamba wrecked his knee. Yes, that's true. Actually, knee? was it his knee he fucked? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's his, I, I think it's his knees fucked. So he's he's out for a year, I think. So yeah, he's out for the season. Like um, yeah. so it's only Douglas Louise that have his number six. So I reckon that I'm mean, like they were offered they were in for Romeo, Ariel Romeo from Southampton. Oh, yeah. So I reckon that. Mm. But you know what I'm gonna go with an attacker again because I'm just I'm all about them goals. And I think you that's really what are. You, you love top heavy sides, Neil. You know, give me a top heavy side, just like I like my women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon now I. It's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen, but fuck it. Um, I reckon I read a few things on the grapevine and I read a couple of opinion pieces. And I reckon if Villa could get them, probably should do. Not Romu from Southampton, but getting Ward Prowse. Oh, that, to be fair, that is very doable. Last year, the contract was fucking born with that team. He would rip it up. It's, it's actually kind of scary to build the team they are building at Villa, isn't it? It's like it, again, it's one of those things where like if it clicks, it clicks. It, it, that, yeah, but the thing is, is like that fucking if is so large, yes. just blocking out the so. sun. Like you know, <laughs> like Very much it's so, reversing yeah. global warming. It's that fucking big. <laughs> like. So yeah, mm. but like lots of lots of. People, <clears throat> I reckon that some of it will. It'll be like most teams. Some of it will click, others won't. Yeah, uh, they've made deals for El Ghazi, haven't they? Did it? oh no, El Ghazi went to Everton. El Ghazi went to Everton. He, he was kind of like an opposite uh, to Dinier, kind of like yeah, uh, kind of part of it. Yeah, um, read something on the like a Villa fan scene or something like that, saying that they should try and poach St. Maximum off Newcastle. And I was like, yeah, good luck with that, pal. Good luck with that, yeah, absolutely. He'd be great if they could get him, but I fucking yeah. I didn't even suggest that because that's just fucking batshit. But yeah, I, I like cocaine too, absolutely. I understand, like, Southampton, they're selling, they're not selling, probably not going to sell board pros, mm. but I, they could be tempted with a, a sufficiently high enough deal. I'm Villa are back in Gerrard to the hilt. Mm. Maybe, maybe. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll drag you back on your number six theory, Neil, because there's like, there is actually one number six that comes to mind who should be Premier League quality, but he isn't. Um, Zambo Anguisa. Oh, Anguissa, yes. Yes. So he's rocking, he's killing it in, in Cameroon at the moment, um, as far as I recall. Yeah, they won 4-1 in the last game. 4-1, yeah. They've actually, like, they've scored more goals than the rest of the tournament at this stage. It's a bit fucking ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of it's all one nils and nil alls and, like, yeah, early finishes. Cra- it's like. been a crazily low uh, goal count. It, 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 and what happens when you play football at 40 degrees heat? That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I'll, I'll go with Zambo and Guisa because I think he could be a very low-key good option if anyone needed to poach it from Fulham. Now, for what it's worth, Fulham will probably be promoted next season anyway, so it's a bit of a moot point. Yeah. But 
Fulham are a, a yo-yo club, and I think Zambo Anguisa does better in a team that's more attacking because he is the heat sink. He is the one that breaks up play, and he's very, very good at that role. So if you want a destroyer like Douglas Louise, Zambo Anguisa is very damn close to it. Um, and like I said, like Gerard seems to be the kind of manager who likes having like two strong players for each position. So if you need a number six, then that's the right way to go. Uh, and I say you'd be fair of what, like 20, 25 million? That's kind of money Villa are thrown around now. So, you know, that works. Mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. that would go. That'd be what do you get for Joe Gomez? As a, for a loan deal, yeah. And then Liverpool will put the, put the blocks on it because they don't want to really loan anyone out unless it, because of kind of COVID reasons and injuries and so forth like that. So, like, bear in mind, we've, we've gone through more or less an entire, like, half season already without Matip getting injured. And to us, that is statistically impossible. Yeah, so, I'd have lost that fucking bet. Yeah, so that, that's like that, that's like as much as I love Joel Matip, like and his like wonderful gazelle legs and his campness, like he doesn't normally go a full season without an injury. So mm-hmm. it makes sense why the likes of Ibu and Gomez are kind of waiting the wings. And then if all if all goes wrong, break glass for Nat Phillips. So yeah, yeah. it works. Um okay, so next up then Brentford. I don't really have anyone big for Brentford, Neil, I'll be honest. I think they're doing fine just the way they are. Yeah, I just I don't see that. I mean, they haven't replaced Benarama. No, they haven't. Well, they have. They kind of they kind of have a Godos. Godos is kind of their internal solution to him. All right then. Um, and and Sergi Canos as well, to be fair. But Canos plays right back, so it's a much more muchness. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's all about getting rid of squad players for them because they've got dead wood. They're starting to accumulate dead wood. Yeah. So there's like a, a number of that squad that just aren't up to the level, and there's like right, no. we gotta we gotta move this on. Um, and, and one thing I'd say at the Brentford is that they probably will be feeling a little bit disappointed with how Tony's season is going, but at the same time, you'd argue that like they are playing a a, a very like defensive set PC back three, yeah system. Yeah. So it's not like Tony Tony is not necessarily getting the service he would normally get. Like this and, uh, is very much like who's the, who's the other team. striker they've got? And Bueno, and Bueno, yeah, and Bueno, yeah. He, they're not really pushing each other to excel. No, if anything, it's probably Wiese that's come in and been the better like outlet. Mm. Like, yeah, he is probably the the replacement for Ben Rama more than anything else. But he's such an out now winger. Like, he's a very different player to Ben Rama. But, uh, but yeah, like I don't really have anything for them to be honest. Because, like, I think, like as you said, Neil, I think overall the squad quality just needs to improve. But like, if they survive another year in the Premier League, that will happen because they'll just have better opportunities to score, to sign players or recruit players from the B team or whichever way they want to do it. Yeah, no, I do think, <clears throat> but hmm. yeah, I think they could do with a poacher. I'd like them to sign Enketia. Ooh, Enketia would be a good shout though. Inketi is going to be my suggestion for a number of teams, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to pawn him off, are you? <laughs> not even that. Not even that. I'm like, he's gone, definitely, in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, he's turned down a number of contract offers, so he's definitely gone. Okay. I've got one for this, right? I've got one for Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go for Ben Ben Barrison from Blackburn. Or, sorry, give his full title. Ben, you mean Ben Sanchez? Sanchez. Ben Diaz. Ben Diaz. 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 Yes. Sanchez. Ben Diaz. Yes. We were talking about Chile's, Chile's um, Lancashire Harp Hot Pot. Yeah. yeah, you don't want the Ben Bereton. You want the Ben Bereton Diaz. Yes. He's, he's the upgraded, by night. He's the upgraded <laughs> model. He's the 2.0 version. Yes. He's the five alarm Chile. Absolutely. He's the one staring <laughs> in fucking Pepsi Max ads with a uh, Messi. 
the guy, you laugh now, Neil. You laugh now, but wait until he gets his big move. Um, <laughs> but no, like truth be told, like he'd be a much different option than Tony. Like he's he a culture, he is a natural goal scorer, and he's more diminutive as well. So it's someone like like Brentford do lump in a lot of crosses and balls. So it's a case of like, do you want someone to knock on that for him to clean up, or do you want to rely on Tony for all those goals? I think it's best to have the option there either way. He, so, wouldn't, he wouldn't cost too much either, would he? Championship striker, twenty million maybe. And Blackburn, like Blackburn, are on the up, so they might be trying to keep those players to get promoted. Like they are a, a show for the playoffs this season, so they might want to keep those players and, and ramp up the price. You know, now granted, the people that run Blackburn are not very good businessmen, so he might get sold for a, a, a fried chicken. That is entirely possible. <laughs> so fucking a fried chicken, yeah. Fucking fried chicken, you know. Um, yeah, I'll go for Brent Brighton. I'm gonna go for Nketi on that one. Um. So Brighton then, which we're currently watching at the moment, they're all in the A23 derby. Um, because fuck it, someone else needs a derby. Uh, I don't really have anyone massively for them. Uh, I suppose competition for Melpay would be one. So maybe I'll throw in Ketty in for that one um, on, that, on that front. Yeah, I was going to go in. He was my suggestion for them as well. They need... Yeah. They need fucking... Also, don't have... Dunk's fucked his knee, hasn't he? He has, but they 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 they're covered for for, for centre backs. Yeah, they Oste, they've them. got Ostergaard, don't they? From <clears throat> Ostergaard, yeah, from Dar- they recalled him from Derby. Oh, Jesus, that's a tackle. Play on, fuck that shit. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I yeah, uh, I reckon so, a, like a bit of bit of a bit of competition up front. I mean, they they basically again, much like Brentford, they're just trying to shed dead wood. Connolly yeah. Connolly's off. Yeah, um, he was, he's not working out. Okay, I no. think if you get a permanent deal for him, happy days. He's the other one that's just not fit in, but he can't even get shot at him. Fucking Lacadia. Oh, Lacadia. Yeah, he's well gone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think, I, he, he got he got sold off for pittance back to PSV. I think. Did he get sold off? I think so. Yeah, I remember seeing that come up on my fucking screen. I remember I think, they were yeah. desperately trying to fucking get rid of that guy. They just like couldn't get, couldn't find anybody to get rid of him. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, they're being held up because, like, they can't really, you can't re- really replace Cornet because he's just at the AFCON. So he's going to be for Burnley, yeah. 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 Oh, well, but yeah, actually, actually, that's true. Brighton are in the same boat because of Basuma. So, oh, yeah, shit, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, like, I, I, and they're kind of finding it hard to keep Basuma now. They have a lot of people looking for him. So, uh, Villa included, actually. Actually, fuck okay. it. You, you went with Nketiah for them. Yeah. I'll switch. I'll go with your suggestion for the last one. I'll go with Diaz for them. All right, cool. That works out. All we're saying is the bees are going to win. That's that's what we're going to say. Indeed. Yes, yes all the bees. So, uh, Burnley. Speaking of Neil, how do you think they're going to recover from losing their talisman, Chris Woods? <laughs> is this now the right time for Burnley to sign Alexander Lacazette? Yes, this definitely would be because <laughs> fuck me, did Burnley not be able? To, Burnley could not afford to lose. I I, I was going into this. When people were asking me, when I was reading up about Burnley, most mm. everything I was reading was, we don't need to sign anybody. We just need to not lose the people that we've got. And... and <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, oh, well, that's not even the one they wanted. They, they were expecting to lose either. They were, they were like, like hiding Tarkovsky and Nick Pope from everyone else. And then suddenly Chris Woods stinks at the back door. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, somebody snuck well, in and nabbed them, you know. Yeah. Left to pile out 25 million quid on the table. Uh, and a sorry no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of this, Sean Dyche was like counting his chickens, going like, so, 
Matthew Lowton? Yeah. They signed Lowton? I don't even like Matthew Lowton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need the centre forward. They need to replace Wood. Uh, they need somebody who can basically hold a play, link mm. up. It's decent enough in the air. I'd I'd lo- I'd look at maybe getting Lacazette. I mean, Lacazette's main problem was that mm. we're not offer- It's not that he's not playing well, and it's not that Arsenal don't want him. It's that he wants a longer term contract than we're willing to offer a player his age. Yeah, fucking Burnley could definitely give him a longer term contract. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like, well, I think. Burnley's one of those annoying, uh, like a disappointing uh, kind of uh, teams in that sense. It's just where, get Andy like, Carroll back, the fucking bastards. Well, to be fair, Andy Carroll's currently playing for Reading, and he had like in the game where they lost seven nil, he had two overhead kicks disallowed. It's like you poor <laughs> bastards. Oh, yeah, he scored both of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he scored after he fucking nailed both of them, but he was offside for both. It's like, and in all fairness, in all fairness, though, like you, you want to feel sorry for him. Don't because he was miles offside for both of them. Like he was like, oh, he was, yeah, he was considerably, was. considerably, uh, more offside than you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> than you, than you, than you. Um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one with, with with Burnley because I don't think they can really poach anyone from say the <clears throat> the Premier League in a sense. So I don't, I I am going to the, to the Championship well quite a bit. Like, I'm even looking at the players that you could get. Like, a lot of the players do fit the bill in terms of, like, say, Mitrovic, Solanke, but there's no chance you're, you're prying them off at their teams. There's no chance of that. No. The only one I could see working out, and this is why I'm going to be my one, because I, I do agree with you in a sense where you should look at getting a, a striker in. Again, go for just a different, like, different idea, different principle. I will say Carlin Grant for mm-hmm. West Brom. So he was at the he was part of the Huddersfield side that got relegated, and then he was part of the West Brom side that got relegated. So I'm just saying, Burnley, three for three, man, let's do it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, in all fairness, like he is a very pacey, pacey player, 24 years old, perfect age profile for Burnley in that sense. If it works out, if he actually does hit the ground running and scores goals, then it's the type of player that you can like can shine up and sell on like you do Chris Woods. And like, you know, in all fairness, like. <clears throat> Like nine goals out of twenty-four appearances isn't great, I suppose, but uh, it's important to remember that West Brom their goals kind of come from everywhere, you know. Yeah. Whereas I think with Karen Grant, like he is kind of opted for left wing kind of position rather than the way West Brom play, which is kind of like like all over the shop, like just constant goals everywhere, left, right, and center. So I think if he's if he's just deployed as an option, I think he'd be still be good. Because bear in mind, like Burnley still have Ashley Barnes and Mateo Vidra, so. He could start ahead of them, really, and be that kind of pacey player up front to chase the long balls. You know, it's entirely possible. I think, like, that's really what Bernie are missing a bit, is a bit of pace up front. You know, I know Corne has kind of been doing that at the moment, but, like, Corne is a weird kind of jack-of-all-trades player where, like, he doesn't necessarily need to play up front. He's like Michael Antonio that way. Yeah. You know, when he's with Carlin Grant, he is specifically deployed to be that number nine. So, yeah, I'll go with him, I think. Um, so, <clears throat> so, Bernie... You have a choice between Carlin Grant or Alexander Lacazette. So let, let us know in the, in the in the comments who you'd rather in that category. <laughs> um, here's another team I have I have a bit of trouble with uh, picking out Chelsea. Um, I'm not sure wait, how you'd improve this side to be honest. Maybe maybe cover for Chilwell because it's very obvious that they really 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 miss him. 
that's the closest but, I could think of. Like, I'm expecting if if, if Alonso is getting slung off, right? Like, yeah. like I'm think I'm thinking like sign someone to get like sign someone for competition for our Chilwell while also getting rid of Marcus Alonso. Now I do have someone in mind for that though, mm. which is because uh, we're actually looking at him now. Uh, I think the Brighton left back Marco Corella would be a perfect replacement for Marcus Alonso mm-hmm. because I think he's actually he's more athletic than Marcus Alonso, a lot more better work rate, uh, better defensively, and plays a very similar system right now than he does where for uh, for Brighton. He plays in the back three system like Graham Potter does, like essentially is quite literally a wing back, but also can play fullback. Uh, and his output is fantastic. He brings in a lot of crosses into that team. So if I'm opting for anyone, really, the only thing I, else I can think of is a a third op, third choice striker. But like, good, good luck finding anyone who's willing to be a third choice striker behind Lukaku and Werner. You know, so Cucurella would be my pick there. I think. Hmm. I think. Hmm. I will go with somebody that Tuchel tried to sign earlier on the first time he fucking signed with Chelsea because I think mm. he's onto something. I'm actually going to agree with Tuchel. Um, this thing, I think they should get Jules Kunde from Sevilla. Now, is that are you expecting the likes of Rudiger and Christensen to be leaving? So I think I think well, Christensen's got COVID. Um, just diagnosed there and. Dragging on with Rudiger doesn't mm. make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, you, you have I haven't been locked down already. Like no, I, I, I like. Are you confident that they did? if you were a Chelsea fan, like uh, obviously you'd hate Rudiger because he was black, but would you be confident about? <laughs> yeah, well, adding that caveat to it, of or course. Add that, add that quite massive Chelsea caveat. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you be confident that Rudiger was gonna still be there? Well, no, he's got, I he's got a year left it, on it, his the contract. It's gone on this long. Is the problem like the, yeah. fact, the fact that it is like a case of like it, it, there's a reason why it's hung. In the same way, like I, I know people are kind of worried about the Salah deal as well, and I think like again, there's there's kind of justifiable reasons for that. Yeah, but, but he but like Salah isn't negotiating, but like an unlimited billionaire. Like no, you know, it's not. No. like like Rudiger is looking around at the wages that are being tossed around on other bits of that squad and he's going are you yeah. fucking serious these guys are shit I'm actually doing a good job here you know yeah. and um, oh no and, that's, a, uh, that's a goal from Crystal Palace the oof. agent who trained to do as a goal ladies and gentlemen oof and just after slagging off Chelsea is actually Conor Gallagher had his scores <laughs> he must have heard you Neil <laughs> fucking hell yeah Jesus, Brighton of 14 attempts the Palace's two fantastic <laughs> snatch and grab lads you love to see it Patrick Vieira man classic Classic Vieira. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, yeah, I'm like, you, you, I'm not confident that Rudiger is going to be there. I don't think Christensen is going to be there, even if he mm. wants to sign in, even if Chelsea wants to keep him on. I think they're going to go. This boy's hit the end of his line. Mm. Let's try and cash in while we can. There's not a whole lot left there. Fair Whereas enough. they can't keep the one defender that they really, really want to fucking keep, which is Rudiger, because he's looking at what everybody else is getting paid, and he's like, "You're going to pay me this, or I'm going to fucking walk," because other teams will pay me that. Yeah. And they're really hoping that Chelsea don't want to go down that route because if people start going down that route, then invariably somebody on Kante's team is going to go, well, hang on, if you're paying this guy that amount, that guy that amount, 
It's a, it's a, it's a knock-on effect. We, yeah, we represent quite literally the best midfielder on the fucking planet for the last probably three years, four years running. Yep. You're yep. going to give us two million a week. <laughs> or we're going <laughs> to fuck off. Yes, we know off. he's not going to use it. It doesn't matter. It's the principle <laughs> it of the matter. Matter. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know, you know he drives a Vauxhall Astra. We try and hope that no one notices that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Right? How much money could you fit into a Vauxhall Astra? That's how much we fucking want. <laughs> Put the seeds down. Put the seeds down. Yeah, that's how much money. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah, you get you get you get you get a new deal for two Astros a week. uh, Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, but um, he, he'll like, be able yeah. to own Vauxhall by the end of his deal. That's, that's it. They're trying. Works. They're trying to avoid a wager on because the last time that happened on them, they were stuck with shitloads of fucking deadweight players on yeah. fucking colossal wages that they just couldn't shift. Got to drink until, water. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Until yeah. Until Arsenal came along and signed a lot of them off them because you know we're, <laughs> that was very nice of you to be fair. But the thing very is, very that, like Arsenal, Arsenal have voiced up now, and uh, we're not doing that shit no more. So you're like they can't rely on the battered ex of Arsenal <laughs> to take all their shit. Yes. So yeah, like I, I reckon he'll he Tuchel wanted to get Conde when he first came into Chelsea. Um, I don't know what went wrong with that deal. I don't. I, I think maybe Sevilla dug their heels in, but I can't imagine like the sheer amount of cash that Chelsea can throw at people. I can't imagine Sevilla. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe the goggles did something in that particular tsunami. <laughs> it's very hard to tell, isn't it? It's very it's hard very to tell. Much, but I reckon he he's going to want a new defense to a new defender to build everything around. I don't think Christensen and Rudiger are going to stick around. No, I don't think so. Boom. Go Koundé. So, uh, Crystal Palace. This one's very easy for me, Neil. Um, I want them to sign the guy who just scored there, Conor Gallagher. He's the... (laughs) He's the one making that team tick. Like he is, fantastic. really is. He really, he fucking, really fucking is. is. Like, um, yeah. If there's an option to get him, they'd be really fucking, fucking whatever Chelsea want. Give it to him. Like Jesus Christ. Like, that this is like twenty, thirty million, like worthwhile because this is the he is the pendulum of the team. You know, and so much more. Like he, don't get me wrong. He he was actually really low key good at West Brom when they were getting relegated. But now yeah. this Palace team actually have a point. They are they're, they're in the right like mindset and age group as well. This is a Palace team that could get better every year if he signed the right players. And like, let's be fair, like Riera's doing a cracking job in Palace right now. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those like kind of like slightly under the radar jobs that's happening in the Premier League right now. But Palace, I, I, like, this is a drastically different team to the one we saw against Roy Hodgson. So, considering that like the likes of Olise and Edward are like really starting to click in the gear, like at this point you really do want to keep the likes of Gallagher there just to keep that, that show on the road. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Conor Gallagher there, definitely. I fully, fully agree with you. But, again, we have to be different. Or it's better, it's more interesting if we're different. More interesting, I will, yes. I'm actually going to use a suggestion you pointed out earlier, which is Andrew Frank, Zambo and Guisa. Ooh, you see, I like that idea too because I think they need to get rid of Milivojevic. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd be a natural replacement. I like that film. I like that. I do. He would be a natural replacement and an upgrade in literally every way. In every department, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that now, works. Uh, yeah. Jan said, now, I don't think Palace will do anything. They went ham in the summer. No, I think they're fine, yeah. Yeah, they went ham in the summer. They've got, like, fucking three or four players to the AFCON. Yeah. The Kiate Zaha. And Ayu. Andre uh, Jordan Ayew is, is out there as well. Oh fuck yeah, Ayew shit yeah yeah. And Schlupp, so yeah, could, hmm? Schlupp is out there as well. Why so? 
Jeffrey Slope, he's a place for Ghana. Oh, does he? Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. So the least Ghanaian um, name ever. Although to be honest with you, there was a, a great interview I uh read with a what's this a uh, Pico Torres or Pico Pico Torres, yeah. yeah. Pico Torres for Cape Verde, who is as Dublin as they get. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I went to school. I went to school with Pico Lopez. <laughs> oh, Lopez. Yeah, Lopez. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, fucking. Uh, and uh, actually, another weird found I saw from the African Cup of Nations. Uh, former Spurs, Swansea, QPR, and Liverpool defender Stephen Cocker. Uh, <laughs> now plays for Sierra Leone. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He declared for Sierra, Sierra Leone with his brother Isaac. So the two of them now <laughs> play for Sierra Leone. Yeah. He now plays for Konya Spor in Turkey. After um, finally like beat like breaking the his alcoholism alcoholism problem. So good on wow. that. Well done. Um. So yeah. So I, I, we're, we've got our teams locked in for Crystal Palace now. Here's the real conundrum, Neil. <laughs> Everton. Name me one player who will fix Everton. Name it now. <laughs> uh, maybe. Isaac Newton uh, or sorry uh, fucking Albert Einstein somebody that can bend the laws of physics and make them okay we're going to go with Nikola Tesla to sign for everything okay <laughs> yeah, gotcha. yeah. Right. somebody like that. that can somebody can bend the laws of physics and make them not Everton uh, <laughs> I don't think that's possible <laughs> I am going to go with a fullback okay uh, a former understudy of Gerard, which is Nathan Patterson Oh, great shouts. That's a good shout. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. They were, linked Actually, another, they were linked with another guy from Kiev. Kiev, some Russian. Oh, uh, Michael, um, Mikolenko. Mikolenko, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Got, he signed, yeah. Yeah, so, but I, I think getting on the opposite flank, I think getting Patterson in. Because then yeah. wasn't Gerard going to try and sign him for Villa? That is That was one of his ideas, yeah. But I think everything there are more or less in there with the, with the bids, so. Yeah, but apparently they're they're trying to negotiate shit with Rangers for Patterson, and I'm yes. like, look, Coleman's not going to last forever. No, and yeah, he is struggling now. You can tell. You can tell he's yeah. starting to lose his pace. So yeah, definitely, he's not the best left back uh, either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Newcastle is going. I like the idea of Nathan Patterson. That's definitely a good shout. Yeah. Um, uh, for the sake of convenience, I'll go the opposite side. Because they might want to replace him for Dinier. Because I think, like, right back, I feel like like Rafa is going to use John Joe Kenny to replace Coleman. Like, I don't... He's kind of like Tom Davies in a sense where, like, I think he's a good player for Everton. Yeah. But I don't think he's a solid player for anyone else. Like, he's a very yeah. Evertonian. He, he strikes me like... It's not, it's not a good comparison at all. But he's the likes of a Leon Osman. He's the likes of a, to, to, a, a Tony Hibbert. Like, um, he's a, that, that type of player. So, on the left-hand side, I'd say, seeing that Villa took took their left back, return the favour and try and sign Matt Target. Mm, Matty Target. Yeah, I see what now. Go for it. See what happens. So, I will go there. Um, another one, another team also weirdly on 19 points is Leeds. Um, not been a great season for Leeds, has to be said. Goals has been their problem because everyone is injured. Um, is there any way of finding a player that Bielsa actually likes that doesn't get injured? Is that possible? <laughs> Um, yeah, but exciting anybody who can score goals and doesn't immediately get injured. Um, yeah, mm. uh, fuck, 
That's a tricky one. Inketia. Yeah. <laughs> actually would be a genuinely good shout for Leeds. Yeah. Really. Like, Poacher, someone who's going to score goals now and not not later. Like, that's that's kind of the player you want. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to run with the press release on Leeds for this one because everybody's been talking about him for Leeds mm. uh, because they're just like, you know, Cusins failed the medical, Gallagher went to Palace, Huddersfield wanted too much for Lewis O'Brien. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, no, everybody's been talking about them going for John Jonathan Swift or John Swift. John Swift, I think he's a former Chelsea player. Yeah, he's plays at Reading now. Yeah, but everybody thinks he's, they should go for him. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I don't know much about him now because again, he's one of those like constant like run, like like ridiculous like output of like midfielders that Chelsea produces. Mm. You know now. I truth be told, I don't think he'd be the kind of guy that like that would get them scoring again. But I don't be wrong; I'd like to be proven wrong. And that being said, like their issue really is that um, they don't have a like Calvin Phillips replacement and a backup plan in case anything goes wrong with him. And he's been injured a lot this season, and it still yeah. is. Yeah. So in a sense, they do need a replacement. They do need a, a a plan B from that. And as I said before. Pascal Strike is just not that player. He really, really isn't. And that, that's the frustrating thing with Leeds. And I, I suppose the frustrating thing with Bielsa is that Bielsa is so adamant in that these players will and must work that when you see that they aren't working, like somebody has to just kind of pull them down and just go, mate, please. <laughs> like, it really is bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Nketi on this one um, and see what happens there. Uh, so, Leicester next. Um, Again, Leicester's a frustrating one in the sense where, like, they just need to sign a centre-back. But if they do sign a centre-back, then they don't need... They, they have too many centre-backs because their Profan is back and Evans is back. I, I think they are covered striker-wise. Like, I know Vardy is injured, but, like, I don't think there can really go wrong with Ian Acho and uh, and Daka. But if they want another striker, I think this is the perfect side for Lacazette to join. Mm. Personally, um, I think weight bracket it makes sense. European football maybe if the second half of the season goes better for Leicester, um, and I think like it's still a, a well drilled Premier League side. You know, I th- I still think like he Lacazette will have a very good uh, time of it, um, especially because he has a lot of competition for those positions. Like three three strong strikers for two roles, I think works out well for either one. Because, like, you tell me if Lacazette and Iheanacho is not a good pairing. Yeah, no, that'll definitely work. I'm like, Iheanacho would feed off of what Lacazette's giving him. And also, he'd work really well with Vardy as well. Playing Vardy playing off him would be good. Daka as well. Like, like, if anything, Lacazette's shown at Arsenal that he can play with really, really young, speedy players around him. Daka is exactly like that, you know? Specimen, exactly. You want to use that to your advantage. Exactly. I will go to the opposite end of the pitch. Not all the way to the opposite end of the pitch because I don't think they need a goalkeeper. I will go for a defender. And Ooh. I think, because I do think they need another centre-back. Um, I think with, it's, as the Fofana injury has uh, fucking shown him, has shown, like, they get one injury and they're like, our fucking entire season's been derailed. Yes. They totally fucked. They need good cover. It's like, they need cover and they need to be good. And I think my if I was a lesser fan, my not dream, but what I would really, really like for him to sign this January would be Tarkowski. Oh yeah. 
they, they have tried so hard to design Tarkowski over the years and like every single time it happens it just like it falters just the last second it's so bizarre like they have thrown money at the equation they tried their darndest to try and sign this man and just every single time it falls on its arse it's so weird you know but um, it makes complete sense though like he, he oh, will yeah, be okay. a, he is exactly the level the lesser needs and vice versa so yeah I endorse that one to be fair um, I'd love to see Tarkovsky at Leicester I know I think uh, that work well really 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 yeah well. Definitely, yeah. Um, next up then is Liverpool. Um, again, we we were slight, we slightly touched upon this subject before that like whatever signings Liverpool would do hypothetically in January have to be future building. They have to be signings that we would use three years down the line. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll take that hat off for a moment and go. What do we need now? And re- realistically speaking, is that we need to replace one album. Um, now the trouble with that is. I feel like the, the hole in the midfield is left there for Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott to fill. And before Elliott got the broken leg against Leeds, I think he was filling it um, because he's a natural playmaker. He has a fantastic run with the ball. He's a great dribbler. Curtis Jones is a fantastic playmaker in his own right. He can make things happen. So I think they're two very good options. Um, but we do need a short-term fix. And I think I mentioned this man's name before about Arsenal, but I'm going to mention it for Liverpool instead. Carrington Tolisso. Oh, yeah. um, just an option, just a number eight, because ultimately that's kind of what we need, is just a bit of a mercenary midfielder, just someone that can come in, run the ball around. He has a great pedigree in terms of role playing with like teams that constantly have possession and pressing, like he was a Leon player, then he was Bayern Munich. You can't really go wrong with those two teams when it comes to dominating play. So... Um, yeah, I, I think Tolisso would be a really good shout for Liverpool. Just again, it's a short-term signing, cheap, cheap and cheerful, um, age profile, same as Thiago, and a little bit more reliable than Thiago, realistically speaking. Um, yeah, I'll go with him. Obviously, knowing that like in the summer, that's when you start looking at like who can we get in to replace Mane and who can we get replace Firmino. That's the that'll be the target for the summer in a sense. But for now, I think Tolisso's a good show. I'm going to go with the opposite again for a short term. I think I'm going to get you as a player that you want to build on, mm-hmm. a player that you could definitely get a good four or five years out of, really fucking ring him, and that would suit Klopp down to the ground. I reckon you should raid leads for Rafaina. Rafaina has been on the radar. Yeah. And like, I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we do go for him because, again, he looks at the side of someone that we can see. He's on your radar. Him. I always thought he was around for Tielemans. Uh, no, Tielemans, no, definitely not. I think, like, I think when we signed Thiago, Tielemans was off our, tar- was off our radar. And yeah. it's a pity. I really like Tielemans. I, wa- I would sign Tielemans. He's a very good player. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I would sign Tielemans if I was in charge of Liverpool because yeah. he would he would suit the way we would play. But I, I can't deny that, like, what Liverpool really want is not necessarily replacements for Salah. They want competition. They want training competition, which is why Jared Bowen's name is being mentioned so much because his output is fantastic for West Ham. In the same way that Rafinha's output is fantastic for Leeds. He doesn't score enough goals, though, Belt Bowen does for you. He's scoring goals. He's, going, he's, he's starting to turn the corner for, for West Ham now, I think. Mm. Um, but again, I mean, like, no, no, no. He is, he is, he's well, in his mid 20s, early mid 20s. Mid 20s, yeah. So he is hitting his stride. But like, I, I just, I think I see goal output as the thing that's holding back Liverpool from going right. Yeah, big I agree with that. But I, I'd also say the same thing about Rafinha. Like, I think a player like Rafinha should be running that Leeds United side, but I think sometimes he's a bit too much on chance creation as opposed to actually putting the chances away. 
That being said, I do think he's the kind of player that we would mold into a Firmino-type player, like a false nine. Um, because we, we do seem to be able to coach players in different positions. Like, Neil, we were playing Neko Williams as a right winger. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. I don't know how that's possible. Like, what? Who, who thought of that? Show me the man who thought that that was a good idea. Oh, fuck, it is a good idea. It's actually working. Holy shit. Man, like, anything that stops him defending is a great idea. Fantastic. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, like that's the kind of thing. I, I wouldn't say not to Rafinha. I really, really don't. I think just ultimately the actual options off the bench need to change. We do need a super sub. Um, and Origi, as much as his meme, meme, meme quality is great, <laughs> that doesn't last forever. He definitely gives Neither you them does. clicks. He definitely gets you them clicks. Definitely not, no. Um, and as we've proven with the Mina, with unfortunately Mina Mina last, last night, he's not cutting the mustard either. And it hurts me to say that because I really want to give Mina Mina all the time in the world. But it's just not going to work out. You do need player, you do need players there. In the same way that like Man United can like look at the bench and say, we're going to sling on Greenwood, we're going to sling on this player and they're going to score a goal. We need to be able to do the same thing because ultimately that's just not, it's just not happening for us right now. So I think Rafinha, right, someone like Bowen, someone explosive, that's the player we would need, um, like for the summer at least. So uh, yeah, there we go. Um, next up then is Manchester City. I mean, Neil, how can you improve on perfection? Well, they need a number nine. Don't you don't. <laughs> Pep Guardiola hates strikers. Everyone no, should be midfielders. Uh, no, I, they they need a nine. He's not going to sign one. Um, fuck it. Yeah. Like you know, if I was, you know, if they were, fuck. Which is well, is it now? Is now the right time to sign Harry Kane? <laughs> now is really yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. Now is the time to get fucking Big Daddy Kane in. Yeah. Um, because I mean, with Torres off to Barcelona for an ungodly amount of cash. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Five, yeah. He made it turn a profit on the fucker. Double profit, didn't he? Double the yeah. money. Fuck double me. money, yeah. Play fuck all. I used to like Liverpool off for doing that shit. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than when Man City does it, isn't it? It's, it's like, so yeah. much worse. It's so much fucking worse. It's, it's not like, funny when they do it. That's they, the thing. It's not funny when they do cash. it. They don't even, they don't even need, need cash. cash. Exactly. They're fucking stay sponsored. Fuck them. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yes, they should sign Kane because it'll keep them away from Vlahovic. I like the way you think. <laughs> that preservation all the way here, baby. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. I got two um, thumbs that I care about me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like you know, yeah, I don't, I, like I don't think I don't think they'll go for Haaland because fuck no. me, like, Raiola is no. literally asking for a dump truck of cash. Yeah, I, I don't um, think Haaland's a realistic one. Um, Mbappe's got his heart set. He, I mean, Mbappe's been fangirling for fucking Real. For Real, yeah. So he's off to Real. Um, yeah, just yeah, get 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 Kane in. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I think the one player they would sign hypothetically is because Benjamin Mendy's not coming back. Yeah, hope. Like for fuck's sake, seven counts of rape. If you play him again. You're, he's, you're out bail. You're, he's out on bail. He's, he's out on bail. They could he's actually sell him if they want to. They, yeah. could, they could actually field him if they want to. If they to. field him, they are morally reprehensible. Oh, and for oh. everything that Pep Guardiola says about being a nice man, fuck you for, yeah. for knowing that. Oh, anyway, we've been through this before. Yeah. Um, I, like So a permanent replacement for Benjamin Mendy, I would go for Jose Gaia from Valencia. That's the one I would go for. Again, someone who has been through the kind of the Smash football profile. Um, very quick left 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 peg 
And it means then you can permanently keep Joe Cancelo on the right, which I think is his better position, Yeah, quite frankly. So if you're rocking with like fullbacks like Gaia and Cancelo, yeah, that that's that covers your back four, really. You don't need to do anything else with that. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with there. So again, choice of Gaia or Kane, lads, take your pick. Um, you can't have both. Um <laughs> <laughs> so next up then is Man United. And where the fuck do you start with these idiots? Um, well, they've been persistent with a Jose Mourinho midfield for far too long. Oh god, yeah. So you have to mind. I, I don't. I don't. The thing is, right? I don't want to just go with. They need Royce. Uh, they need Declan Royce. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to fucking just say that. Uh, well, I do have an alternative to Declan Royce. <gasps> I think someone who would suit the actual Ragnick style better, Telemans. Mm. I think Telemans is that kind of stadium feel that you could want because. I think, like, now don't get me wrong, Declan Rice is absolutely the right answer, 100%. The trouble is that everyone knows that Man United need Declan Rice, including West Ham. So West Ham will go, ha ha, 80 million. Pay, take it or leave it. Tielemans would be the low-key kind of like or surprising shout. He, he not, he's not going to bring the kind of like the, the break-up play that Rice will See, do. I will like, switch my one. I, I will switch because you wanted the surprise there. I, I've got a, not, it might not be a surprise, but it's something different. Okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna offer Tielemans here. So where are you gonna go with? I would say they should raid Konza. Woo! That is a good shout. Ezri Konza, villain. Now Villa's not gonna sell him because Villa no. are building. Yeah, no, but that defense, that United defense, is fucking trash. It is absolutely so you, so trash. You rather Konza than Mings? How many they can, they can get both? Yeah, okay. yeah, both. <laughs> they, should really, they should really be going for both. Apparently, yeah. there's mad rumors about them swapping Pogba for Verratti with Paris Saint Germain. That would have worked. Not a them. bad switch, actually. No, considering well, the way they play, like that's well, not a bad switch. Yeah, it, it's it's not. But I think that's that's not going to happen. But yeah, like they need. Cons is the right age bracket as well. What he's mid twenties. Mid twenties, yeah. He's mid twenties. Yeah. Build up. You know, um, I get rid of all, all the other players, like everyone. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I, I had to laugh when, like, uh, they kind of presented a report going, like, there's 11 players to satisfy them with Ref Ragnick's style of place. Well, good. Fuck off. Is there all only, shit? Ele- only 11. <laughs> only 11. <laughs> only 11. Like, get rid of him. Fucking hell, yeah. get rid of him. Get rid of him. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, okay. Tielemans or, um, or Konza. That's a. Uh, Two interesting shouts there, Neil. Thank you. They would do well getting both of them. They would. And they're both feasible <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I wanted to go with feasible. Like, West Ham have them over a fucking barrel with regards to yeah. the rice. Every, they have everyone over a barrel, though. That's the thing. They're going to price themselves out of the markets. Um, well, they get, they if want. they get into the Champions League, they can literally write their own price. That's what they're yeah. going for. They're going on for European qualification. And then as soon as they get that, they're like, well, we've got a champion, he's a Champions League. Mm. Uh, level elite tier center of mid, uh, you're gonna pay us like he is one, yeah. Fair point, and that's nine if, figures. If, if West Ham win the Europa League, it's a very interesting future. Um, I'll just say that, yeah. Uh, the Bandit Club is no longer the Bandit Club, we will find one new one. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Spurs. <laughs> so, um, Newcastle, then, uh, again, unlimited bank. Uh, budget Neil, who's she designed first? Mbappe, Lewandowski, or Holland? 
<laughs> fuck it, man. Get them all. Go for it. Get the fucking dirty dozen up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like they've got an abundance of wealth, but the fact is that they're about as attractive as a fucking shit pie. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't mean a shit pie as in like a badly made pie. I meant a pie of shit. Yeah. A pie actually yeah. made out of shit. Um, fuck it. Yeah. Um, I would want. Right. First off, I actually read an article in the Athletic that like, when you first, when you're overhauling a team, what you overhaul, the attacker defense. And mm. I'm going to not revert type and go with attack because I don't, I think Newcastle are shipping goals. They're a leading yeah. motherfucker. Uh, a player that was actually fucking touted for Arsenal um, not so long ago, actually quite recently, and for a few other teams, I would reckon they should go to Lille and get Botman. Ah, yeah, they, they they are in definitely in for Botman, and he really really looks the part. I like Botman, yeah, because he was on our list on our radar before he went for Ibu. Mm. I think Ibu was definitely a, a shout. Now, um, and to be fair, like I'm not discounting the fact that we've got we got the right man in that sense, but Botman I think would be great for Newcastle because not only is he a very good centre back, but he's a very good passer, and I think that's what they need. They need to start linking balls up again, which brings me to my pick. For Newcastle, um, you're going up front, need, aren't you? I'm not. I'm going midfield. Much of the point I was talking with Ars with Arsenal a while ago, like their issue predominantly is that they have no connect. They have nothing centrally. Like I've never seen a team that is so 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 devoid of anything in the center of the of the. No, fairness. They they need they need reinforcements across the board. Oh, everywhere. You know, Don't we, get could, me wrong. we could Don't literally wrong, sit yeah. here and name eleven players and go. Well, you know what? They should probably actually try and get all of them. <laughs> this is it. Like I mean, like I'm not saying they have a bad midfield, but like when your options are John Shelby and Jeff Hendrick, and like Miguel Almiron. Now I like Almiron. I really really do like him. But God, this is the, the options are terrible. They really are terrible, um, and they seem to be like, uh, like I could see them like realistically having to sign two or three midfielders to make sense of their god awful squads. So seeing that they're in their habit of poaching players from rivaling teams, I'm going to say they should sign Todd Cantwell because I think he's a very Eddie Howe signing. I think he will play in the same way that the likes of David Brooks did for for Bournemouth. Um, and Lewis Cook, actually another one, Lewis Cook, who um, who was like unfortunately riddled with injuries, but again a very Eddie Howe signing. Um, so I think that's it. Like, I'll get me wrong. They have they need strikers, they need width, they need everything to survive. Yeah, but, I know. Among the, like the I'm just I've got the article here in front of me, and they're just like among the names uh, discussed is Diego Carlos for Sevilla, who apparently that's they a, made that's a, a decent shout. That's apparently they shows. made an initial offer which was rejected. Mm. Um, Lloyd Kelly from Bournemouth, uh, Joe mm. Rodon from the Spuds, that's Nat Phillips. Yeah, that's, that's, that's big Nat. Head. To be fair, big Nat is a ideal West Newcastle signing um, because you can see him in the stripes. Yeah, Mason Holgate, uh, Tarkowski, another one of my previous ones, and yeah. is it Diop? Diop can Diop is very possible too because he's not getting his game at West Ham. Yeah, that's so but that, that but that that just but that just highlights like. That's literally one paragraph I've just picked out of this fucking article. Yeah. Like, there's loads of other names being doubted because, my God, they need everybody. They just yeah, need they everybody. Do. And that, the, yeah, so all you mentioned there were defenders. There's more there. Like, we haven't even talked about strikers or forwards yet. So, yeah. 
Um, well, yeah, I think, I'm gonna go well, I think the reason why people are going for fucking mostly defenders is because how was playing a back three. Yes. Yeah. So you're thinking they, they don't have three good central defenders. They don't have three. They don't. They don't have, they like, no, they can't feel the midfield. So it's like yeah. fuck it. Let's just bolster. Like yeah, that's that's why I'm looking at it. Um. So yeah. Next up, then uh, I don't think this matters at all. Norwich. Who the fuck could you sign to save your team? Honestly, who, who? Oh, they've got a transfer pot of zero. Yes, <laughs> they're dreadful sides. Um, well and truly, eight goals this season in twenty games is fucking pathetic. Um, so they obviously need a striker. Um, and like I, I honestly, I don't understand why after two seasons of Premier League, you're still trying to hope that Team Lukaku is going to come good. And the signings he brought in, like Josh Star- Josh Sardins, are just not fucking cutting the mustard. He's not good enough. Um, neither, neither is Rashika. They've just not played. Adam Ida is not getting this game there, which really annoys me because unfortunately he's now part of the worst strike force in the Premier League. Yeah. So where do you go? Like who who could you possibly sign from Norwich that like will get them kicking and screaming up the field? Um, I have to admit, I just I have absolutely no idea. So mm. I am just going to fucking steal. <laughs> I'm a fucking Tifo <laughs> sensible transfer article because seriously, right? Because um, l- l- the first line, the first line of this article, fucking right top, is discussing the January transfer window in the context of Norwich is something of an art form. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. Like, how how do you get started? Like, um, fuck me, and. Um, yeah, look, just take your pick of, of kind of strikers in the in the in the leagues and the championships in like in foreign leagues. Like who 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 can go in there? And, well, actually, and do I will I will I will nick the one that they've got that's actually in the Premier League, so he can hit the ground running, and it's Marcus right. Force from Brentford. Okay. That is not a bad shape. Apparently, twenty two, very good, very very strong at winning the ball, and takes mm. fucking unbelievable amounts <clears> of shots. Um, basically, he is like a shot from his pizza chart. He actually kind of, you know, what he looks like he looks like a shot heavy, uh, mm. a shot heavy destroyer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's taller than Pookie. He's also right footed. Um, and he's got an aerial threat as well, which is something that Pookie absolutely does not fucking have. He really fucking doesn't. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, that's it. You know. Mm. Yeah, I've I've got nothing on what he said. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing. They're fucking yeah. relegated. Who gives a shit? Um, so there's no point signing players when you're just going to get relegated. Like it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> next up to Hampton, eleventh um, in the league somehow. Um, of course, beating Brentford four one will do that. But uh, they're such a weird side because to me they're such an average side, and yet they do it. They play enough to win to stay in the league. It's very bizarre. Um, I can't understand them really. Um, defensively, they're doing really well this season. Shockingly enough, and it's, I think it's because they've like they've like, like borne down their football enough to be boring enough not to not to concede goals. Look at the way we're like just like they're they're, they're turning into Stoke City, and like we didn't even notice. They're Stoke uh, Hampton, yeah, Stoke Hampton, Neil. It's not good enough. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Like. Like statistically, Salizu and Bednarek are one of the best partnerships defensively in the league, which is bizarre to think. Um, I think up front, 
like Adam, Jay Adams and Adam Armstrong are very good, and I don't think they have any issues there. Um, I think they just what they're really missing is a bit of an X factor. They're missing like a a player that can come in and like set the world alight. And here's the thing: they have brought in Livermento and they brought in Borja. They are definitely players that have they've started. Hit, they've that. hit gold with Livermento. They have. They absolutely have. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I, I was looking at Kato. I was like, oh my God, if they can <clears> keep, <throat> just not even develop him better or make up more, if they can just keep him at the upward trajectory he's on now, he is going to fucking magic. Yeah. He is 100%. really good. I'm like, what did, what did they get him for? And um, they got him for five million off Chelsea. Fuck. It was a tribunal fee. It was literally the fact that they, 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 they offered the contract and then, like, like, Paid Chelsea the compensation. So now, granted, they, I think they have a buyback on, or uh, yeah, uh, I think they have a buyback clause on Livermento. So yeah, they put in buyback clauses on people who they have to pay out tribunal fees for. I, I can't. I might be getting my players mixed up, but I know there's a buyback clause on Guehi, and I'm fairly sure. I thought I heard there was a buyback. We might have to have a nerdy conversation, a bit of a nerdy Google lookup over that. Like, I will, I will, I will quickly look up for buyback clauses on Chelsea players right now, but um, but yeah. Um, I will go for one actually. Um, again, I think they're they, they're going to be in the market for prodigies. They're going to be in the market for trying to find the next big thing, uh, and developing them up and, and and sprucing them up and all that sort of stuff. So I am going to go for a player from Fulham. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. You're uh, looking for young prodigies from Fulham uh, playing in the midfield and potentially out of out of their contract in the summer, possibly. Do you want to say the name? Carvalho. Yes. Fabio yes. Carvalho. Yes. I um, thought that was, I was going to go with him and I was like, that is way too obvious because they absolutely desperately need him. Yeah. <laughs> they desperately need somebody <clears throat> like him. And I was amazed that Fulham have let him get into the last year of his contract. I was like, oh, he's not signing. That's the difference. They, like, it's, it's the kind of thing where like, get, get us promoted first so we can get him a bumper deal is the kind of the, like, the problem. Fulham are running riot. Like they are, like yep. they are literally they're running wild on these motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry of you saying Hulk Hogan jokes to a, a team run by AEW will upset so many people online. Come for me, internet. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it's a tricky one. It really is. I think Fabio Cavallo is like that kind of player that he can spruce up into a like. How is how is how are other teams not in for him? Like, does nobody see what we see, or are we just that good? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It's it's a kind of thing where like I think they've been bitten before with Fulham, you know, in the same way where like they've been bitten with Ryan Sessing. But I don't I don't see him not I don't see him not being good unless you like hand up to like Jose Mourinho. Oh, well, then, in fairness, yeah, I mean, to give, give, he'll give ruin him anything. He can ruin anything, anything, fucker. You know, and, and, and don't be wrong, Fulham have been like really clever with this because not only another person I could mention here as well, instead of Fabio Carvalho, Rodrigo Munes, who they have found from literally nowhere. They, they, I think, they signed him from the Brazilian league, and um, and like I said, Carvalho, who is like a great Marco Silva signing, but another kind of like difference there is that. Uh, Rodrigo Munez is that kind of player where like if Mitrovic isn't scoring then Munez could you know like he's, he's scored like three, 11, or three goals in 11 games and three of them are only starts so he's mostly a sub um, like, and, and don't get me wrong like, like this is still a, a, um, a actually there's another one I could, I could think of as well also from the Fulham side Harry Wilson mm-hmm. if Ward Prowse is poached there's your man to replace him 
there is your man to replace him. Stiff piece artist when it comes mm-hmm. to that. So yeah, I, I am so. not going to. I'm like, well, I fully agree that if they nailed Carvalho, um, yeah, hot damn, they're onto it. I'm going to go all the way to the back of the pitch, all the way to the back. Uh, Forces out. He's okay. gone in the summer. Um, I know McCarthy has signed a new deal. I don't see McCarthy as a first choice, though. This is the trouble. I never was was um, never been told on him. Never yeah. been told on him. I reckon if I was running, I reckon no. If I was running Southampton, I would waltz to Manchester United and I would tell Dean Henderson, the number one is here if you wanted, along with a mm. fat ass paycheck and all the game time you could ever need because you are not Inferis? getting in ahead of the hay. Yeah. They have been bought out. They have the money. They have the money. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to keep with... Uh, with oh, no, 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 no. I fully agree with Carl Vaglio. Um, But as far I I look at that number, I look at the guy between the sticks and <laughs> look, I've never been on force. There's fucking uh, bandwagon. <laughs> I've never no, been on the force of bandwagon. And I'm even less uh, enthused about McCarthy. I'm like, I think they only gave him the new deal because they were like, we really can't be without it. Somewhat decent keeper, and nobody yeah. mentioned him that he's not really a somewhat decent keeper. I, I do like how, like, they now at the point where, like, well, we have Willie Caballero, and there's God, the yeah. So, I, I think, I think they're kind of, I think that the, the McCarthy deal was a desperation because they're just like, yeah. fuck me, there's nobody, there's no keepers around. I was like, mm. nobody really puts keepers up for sale, like, you've got to go up. And, Poach them. You've got to go out and go. Yeah, for you them. have to pick a third goalkeeper sometimes. That that's the difference. Well, you and that's have to why... go out and get a keeper. You yeah. Have to go to a team and go, you have to go to a team and go. Look, your second string. How much? And go to that second string and go. Look, you're not getting in ahead of this guy. And like Henderson's not getting in ahead of the hair. Yeah. It's like you need game time. Come to us. We'll give you the number one, and you will always be played as long as you've got fucking as long as you can stand and hold your hands up. <laughs> you know, we will fucking that always play helps. You. That we always will fucking helps. play you. Like yeah. I would, that's what I do. That's what I do. <clears throat> no, that's fair enough. That's totally fair. Um, next up then is another big fucking quandary: Spurs. Um, like I'm going to talk about Spurs very soon in our COD section, but um, <laughs> I, I'll keep I'll keep my brief for the most part on that front. Like I don't know how you start with this Spurs side. It's garbage, um, I, isn't it? It's, it's really garbage. It's garbage in a sense where, like, it's a team that doesn't like the manager. The manager doesn't like the team. The players don't like each other. <laughs> and Daniel Levy only eats cheese. So, like, where the fuck do you, where, how does that all fit into making this first uh, side? And you know? every, every single player has a price. Like, they're, they're yeah. selling everyone off. Like, there's nobody really that's not dealable, mm. if you get me. Like, oh, totally. There's no one, there's no one untouchable in that. I mean, just look at this, the, the fucking shambles that Ndombele has become. And like literally, like he is going like the one club that's interested in signing him is Roma. So you're gonna go from the manager that doesn't like you to the manager who actively fucking hated you. That is not a good idea, sir. Reconsider immediately. Um, so yeah. Ultimately, like I don't think it's a surprise that they need to start replacing Kane. Like eventually, if he's not leaving this year, he's not leaving another year, or he's just gonna stagnate and like get himself constantly injured, so you're stuck without a number nine. The obsession and the like, the the, the actual like fetish they have for him has to stop. So I think they need to get a player that is just like of a similar profile, who's prolific, 
And I am going to be tempting fate when I'm saying this because I know it didn't work the last time he was in the Premier League, but I think Spurs should have a crack at Sebastian Haller. I'll say Haller. I believe in second chances, Neil, and I think this is a second chance with Spurs. Well, I'll say one thing. Um, again, I don't watch a tremendous amount of Spurs games. So, well again, this is, this is another steal off a fan forum that okay. a friend of mine was talking about. So I was like, oh, all right, I'm fine. So there's shite non-talk about them going in for Mateus Delete. Um, mm. eh, kind of. But this one, and when I looked into it and I kind of thought about it, I was like, actually, you know what? Does he really, really work? Uh, going to AC Milan for Frank Kesey. Oh, that's a very, yeah, that makes sense. Now, initially, there's a bit of a skirting of our rules kind of ish because there's no way AC would let him go, but you could get him on a pre-contract for the summer. Mm. That might work. He did. He would technically be signed. He would be, he would yeah. Not that would work, yeah. Yeah, the paper um, would be It done. wouldn't help them now. So, but maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. But that'll probably be beyond their funding. They're the most indebted team on the planet um, because they've just built that gigantic big toilet bowl. Yeah. And so, yeah, but they just, they, they, they need a lot. They definitely need huge amounts in midfield. Yeah, they um, really do. And the Billy's garbage. La Celso was crap. Uh, you Daddy can't actually Ives. keep fit, actually. You know yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. I'll go with that. I don't want a tremendous amount of spurs, so I'll go with that. Frank Kesey from AC. Very good. Very good. Uh, Watford. Um, Neil, this, this, this team has a chance of surviving, and I'm shocked at saying that because ultimately there are three teams that are worse than them in the league. Um, <clears throat> and the fact is, like, Emmanuel Dennis and Josh King are, like, kicking and screaming, dragging this team into salvation, potentially. <laughs> um, so I am actually, I think it's the first time, yes, first time in this whole, like, list that I've said the goalkeeper because I think by far Watford have the weakest goalkeepers. Um, I'm not sold on Ben Foster at the eight, tender age of 76, especially with his vlogging career taken off. Um, no offense, Ben. Uh, and I don't, I'm not a fan of Daniel Backman, their, um, their other goalkeeper who is actually the number one choice now. I'm not convinced by him. So I am going to steal your Southampton pick and I'm going to say they should go for Dean Henderson. On yeah. I think what a, like, what a great way of bolstering that defence by having Dean Henderson in that goal. Funnily enough, that was, I've also gone for a keeper for them. I've gone for a different keeper. Oh, Henderson. Henderson, I do agree. Well, then anyway, I've got Sam Johnston. Oh, great shouts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. I, Perfect. Pure, actually, the reason why I went with Johnston for Wofford over Henderson is I think they'd actually have a bit of a shot at getting Johnstone. I yeah. don't think, I think if they came to Henderson, they laughed at me. You go, no, nah, get the fuck out of here. You're going to get relegated. They would, yeah, they would have to come in with a stupid amount of money. Yeah, which they're not going to do. Um, no. But they might have a chance of getting Johnstone now, you know? Yeah. They, works, uh, yeah. If they, they could put in a clause, they could put on a, rele- he would play with a relegation clause on his contract, stating that he could go mm. elsewhere and yeah. he'd have to play every time. Um, other things, yeah, they do need centre, they do need defence. Um, mm. There's been rumors of them taking Klasenach off us on loan. Happy with that's that. not a bad switch. To be fair, they do need a left back. <laughs> they do, yeah, they do. Don't have any technically, so that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. all. Wow. wow, we both went for keepers there. Holy shit! Yeah, cool. Uh, so currently, the team in fourth place, West Ham, 
And um, again, Neil, how do you improve on uh, Moisey perfection? <laughs> well, uh, they've lost Ogbonna and Zuma to mm. horrendous injuries through no fault of those players' own. Sure. Um, so I think it's fucking obvious what they need. <laughs> I, I, I've got you covered in this one. They are the hammers. You need a player with a hammer for a head. You need Nat fucking Phillips. Fuck me. I was going to go with Nat Phillips as well. Fuck off. Yes! I was actually going with Nat Phillips as well. I was no, let's, say, let's both agree on Nat Phillips. Come on. This is beautiful. This is yeah, natural. Break glass for Nat Phillips, lads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit, yeah. Yeah. It's Him actually, fuck it. I know I mentioned, I'm, yeah. I must mention this prick more times than anything else. Because, obviously, uh, we want to go different. But, like, there's no point in going different. What they no. need is a defense. They need centre-backs. Um, Tarkowski as well would be a good show for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. But, but yeah, no. Like, Nat Phillips, get Nat mm. Phillips. Moyes, get fucking Nat Phillips. He is, like, the perfect David Moyes signing as well. Like, he's literally Marlon Fellaini with the Afro. It's beautiful. Are they still in for Rafa Lingard off? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, is the question. I don't know. Maybe. Do you need him now with, with the likes of Kral and Vlasic in the team? They I don't, don't need so. him, but he's definitely yeah. like... An option, like, yeah. Another, actually, funnily enough, another player, and we know Moyes likes him, Yeah, is our old reliable double player, which is Ben Bereson or Ben Bereson Diaz. Mm. We know he likes him. Mm, that's true. He actually too bad at fucking West Ham, actually. I don't think he'd be that. That'd be his level, to be fair, because he can play all across the way for the, that front line. And he'd be an option. He'd be competition for um, for uh, Bowen and Antonio and whoever else is there, like sort of Landini and Yarmolenko. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, I, I can't shift from defence and I can't shift from them. Like, Big Nat. Yeah. Why haven't they gone in for Nat Phillips already? Like, how have they not? How the instant fucking Zuma went down, he picked up the phone. Yo, Yogi. Uh, sorry, I can't do a Moyes impression. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? You have me convinced there for a second. <laughs> I, I'd have been on the fucking phone to your yeah. top going, I right, agree. that uh, Phillips kid. I want you to show. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we are, less, we are less, left with one club, the club that continues to confuse Burkbot by simply existing Wolves. They are sitting uh, eighth in the Premier League, Neil. With a beautiful 14 goals scored and 14 goals conceded. By far the most boring team in the league and it's got them eighth place. Um, where, how do you improve on boredom, Neil? Like, how do you improve on perfect boredom? Yes. Um, I have an idea. I have an idea for like this team might need an X factor. I know that they have a lot of X factors already in the team, but... Is it someone to strike the match? And it's someone you just mentioned. Jesse Lingard. Rafis. Yeah. I think someone who's going to play in an advanced role, in number 10 role, which they don't inherently have. Like, they have a lot of wide players that kind of play in similar pockets, but no one who actively can go from 8 to 10 and run that in that, in that channel. Mm. I think you can do that first for, for Wolves here, you know? And I know it's not the way the style they play, but in instances where no, it doesn't work. Actually, funnily enough, the player I'm going to suggest is similar to the player you're, well, not similar, but in a similar vein to what you've suggested, um, suggests that Wolf really need to stop this back three shit and get an extra mm. attacker on the fucking pitch. Yeah, I, I was going to go with they should raid the French 
uh, leagues and go for Renato Sanchez off Lille. Oh, I like that idea. They need an attacker. Again, he brings that X factor. Yeah. Um, get rid of this, midfield as well. Stop this fucking back three. Horseshit. You don't have the fucking creativity up front. You've got nothing. I know you've got players coming back. I mean, they've got Neto and he Chan coming back from in- injury. There's probably mm. loads of others as well. I'm just not going to fucking name because fuck it. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> they, they, you've scored 14 goals. 14 fucking goals. Fucking cop on and fucking stop with this battery horse shit. I know, you, I know they've conceded like the, the, the... 14 goals, yeah. Fuck off. Like, no. They, they, they have no. scored the second least amount of goals in the league and they've also conceded the second least amount of goals in the league. No, I'm like, no, that is not... <laughs> <sighs> they are literally getting to a, a position in the league out of pure apathy, out of pure, like, no one is noticing them. It's like, sorry, where's Wolves? Seventh! Put them back. They don't they're belong there. Now. They're ninth now. Eight, yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. No, they're ninth. I've actually sorry, I've just fired the table up here. Oh, thank fuck, Jesus! Um, I'm yeah, glad no, someone's you, noticed. This, Man United are seventh. Brighton are eighth. Jesus, how did that happen? What was that? <laughs> actually, Bright, Brighton are eighth with the exact same goal difference of zero. They've scored twenty-one and conceded twenty-one. Um, the the world has won again. Uh, and incidentally, our Wolves closest in terms of goals for. Until you get down as far as <laughs> the fucking no, no Norwich. Norwich, yeah, yeah. They, Norwich. They've, they've, they've they've scored less goals than everybody bar Norwich. Yeah. Burnley are two off with sixteen. They're on minus eleven because they've shipped twenty-seven, <laughs> <laughs> and they've won Norwich. one game. So. No, no, they need an extra attack. They need to stop this back three horse garbage. They're probably going to lose arm grease because he's not signing a new contract. He's into the last yeah. 18, he's into the last 18 months. Doesn't really look like he's going to sign again. And that's because his output there is fucking shit because they mm. rein him in. Don't know how you rein in a man that size covered in grease. But they fucking, they've, yeah, they've fun, somehow managed to do it. Uh, no, they need to do it. Uh, they need to scrap it. They need to stop. Stop. Just just catch yourself on. Yeah. Somebody needs to roll up a piece of roll up a newspaper, and bat this wolf on the nose. No. Yeah. Agreed. Just, no. Stop. No. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to, you're a dad now. You can do this kind of thing. Yeah, like, I do, yeah. Self no, down. You that's what I Family do. down. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um yeah, that's that's our league roundup. Um I was expecting to go through the entire league, but there you go. We have we have a solution to everyone. And uh you better write some of them down, lads, because yeah, yeah, the, those names are going hot, especially um, Nat Phillips. Yeah, someone everyone wants a hammer for their January transfer window. And um, so, Neil, we just about have enough time to talk about our cards. Would you like to go first? Yes, uh, my card is Newcastle because, like, it's really just like somebody with like money just cannot buy class. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm like, you're flush with money, you've got it in, you're like, yeah, I'm trying to sell Newcastle to people who don't fucking really know, but I want. And then you get Kieran Trippier. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole plan turns to shit. And you're just like, okay, then fine. Like, I get it, I understand. 
But then you compound that. I'm like, all right, fine. These are short-term fix, right? So your yeah. Newcastle, yeah. all you need is short-term, right? So short-term fix is cool. Cool, cool, cool. You then go and sign Chris Wood <laughs> for $25 million. <laughs> Yep. What the fuck? How? Like, no. Like, no. That's, this is terrible. That's terrible. Like, it's just, it's purely a purchase to weaken mm. another team, not strengthen their own. Um, yeah. I know they're short up front. I know they need people. No. It's, it weakens Burnley badly. I, I'll fully admit to that. I, that. But that's 90% of this deal is mm. who's our main rivals? Who's our main contenders? You look at that table. Hang on, I'll get it back up here. Yeah. So um, you're looking at Norwich, you're looking at Newcastle, uh, and Burnley you're looking at Burnley. So yeah, they've yeah. just signed, they've done a Bayern, which mm-hmm. is if they signed the target man from their nearest rivals. Yeah. And the thing is, when Bayern doing it, they're at the top of the league and they're buying the, both the lead striker and the manager from the team. <laughs> in, the, in a package deal. In a package deal, <laughs> which has got to be the most lopsided package deal in fucking history. <laughs> and no, they've just gone, no, they've literally, they're, sec- they're in the relegation battle and they've bought the target man from the fucking team just above them. Like, yes. what? You fucking fucking con artists (laughs) fuck off yeah I I wouldn't even mind but they've shipped 42 goals what are they doing buying an attack minded fucking fullback and a striker Mm. like you need defenders you fucking tools yes Uh, defenders midfielders like a new stadium maybe like there's so much that you need to do like but, it's, it's no insane. man I just it is it's gonna be fucking tripe and I, I I just don't like that kind of that's real like we've got we're, we've got money we're flush with it we're just gonna abuse it mm. and so you, would you expect them to they would start signing like they'll sign someone from Norwich they'll sign someone from Leeds and someone from Watford that's they probably will they, well they probably won't sign anybody from Norwich because I don't think they're under threat from Norwich even though Norwich mm. have won twice as many games as they have um, <laughs> that, <isn't it? laughs> two I, minus one exactly but I do think that they will look to get players from say Wofford mm. next yeah I mean it's a possibility that's for sure um, yeah well look, Neil this is just a new new order you have to live with obviously us and the big six are just scared of, of a new uh, contender arriving you know and it's clearly going to be Newcastle as opposed to all the other teams in the midfield spending stupid amounts of money so you know we just have to get over it clearly so um, I'll jump in with my card which is also another um, Premier League entry I am submitting Antonio Conte as my card for this week now I know that from more or less the start of this podcast we've been warning him that this is going to be your worst assignment that no matter what you do in your life, you are constantly going to be reminded of how shit a time you had at Tottenham Hotspur. And I think it was around the time of going, conceding a second goal against Chelsea in the first leg, and you realize that your entire team hadn't mustered a single shot on goal the entire game. I think it's it was on or off target. Wasn't that on or off target? Absolute flat zero. Fucking sweet dicky bird, nothing. 
I think it's at that point where like you're thinking, I think maybe I am not the problem here. This whole club is the fucking problem here. Um and like like honestly, I I I would not hold it against Antonio Conte if he walked away this weekend. If he decided tomorrow, I've had enough, I can't deal with the shit, I'm going. I would not hold that against him. Because that team is a crock of shit. And there's only not giving so him much... the fun and they're not giving him the funds to fucking do anything with it. No, they're like he is expected to basically turn what is a already jaded team into world beaters. And it's just not ha- gonna happen. It's not happening overnight, it's not happening now. And don't get me wrong, they have had brilliant ma- like individual matches, you know, because they're tactically set up really well. Like Conte is doing his best, like he is he has given them the optimal. Um, formation, optimal tactics to make the best out of his teams. And you can see it in certain players, like Hume Son. You can see it in, uh, in, in Lucas Moura a little bit. You can see it in uh, Oliver Skip, in Harry Winks, in players that like are like agreeing, obliging to the system. But for every Harry Winks, you have a Tangi and Dombele. And for every Hume Son, you have a Harry Kane. And those players clearly don't like being worked anymore. Um, and that's a real shame because this is objectively a team that a Maurizio Pochettino team that is based on work. That is why this team works is because they are pressing, they put in the mileage. And when you stop putting the mileage, this team falls apart. That's the nature of a press team. The same way if the mileage drops on Liverpool, then their whole performance goes bad. Like, like what happened with Arsenal. They, they've, they, the tempo got so low that they couldn't put in the mileage. And that's that's how quick it can happen. With Spurs, they are the same thing. And I think like since Pochettino left, like I think it's it's either been in the minds of either Daniel Levy and so forth that go like, well, we'll just get a new manager in and everything will be fixed. The players will just learn a new system and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> that is not how it works. When you've had a manager for several years under one prescribed system, and you suddenly go, fuck it, let's just have Jose Mourinho tell them what to do. It's like. You, okay, you want to go from the polar opposite of the footballing spectrum. That's great. Uh, what's next? Oh, we're going to get Duno in. Oh, great. A new footballing spectrum has arrived. Great. Let's see how a back three works. <laughs> and they're bringing Antonio Conte in. Oh, fuck it. Let's just throw the baby out of the bathwater now. We're going to get the players to be shouted at for a month and see how it works. You know, it's like we you will potentially have the North London Derby this weekend. And honestly, it's one of those things where like, I know Arsenal are in a better place than Spurs, but Arsenal are also in that kind of weird position where they could easily lose to Spurs and give them a false sense of security. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a life team, man. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that like this Spurs team doesn't deserve a kiss of life. They need to be put down. They need to be broken apart. They need to be started again. And the thing is, I know for certain Antonio Conte is not going to hang around for a rebuild. He is staying essentially in a London hotel waiting for an actual team to call him saying that he have a job. He only signed he's like waiting. a 20 month contract, didn't he? Or something. Yeah. Like he, he's there essentially like Ralph Ragnick. He's there as a, essentially as a consultant to say, well, I'm going to try and help this club. And while I'm waiting, I'll maybe get my agent to start going, Hey, Juventus, are you looking for somebody? Hey, Inter Milan, are you looking for somebody? <laughs> hey, Bayern Munich, are you looking for somebody? You know, like he's not going to wait around for this. If Man United come calling like tomorrow, He'll sign for them. Yeah. You know, and in the same way where any any man, any club worth their salt who want to sign a man who is a bona fide winner, he's not going to hang around the Spurs that long. 
In the same way, and, and again, the, like Spurs fans listening to this will think I'm talking bollocks. Really, ask Carlo Ancelotti why he was at Everton. He was kept relevant until Real Madrid came calling for him. And this is the same tactic. Like it's 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 smart business from the manager's point of view because yes, they'll pick up a couple of smart victories here and there, and people in the know will be aware of how bad the Spurs side is and how much this these results are Conte's response like work and not the players. You know, the players are only able to do so much. They have a certain level. And very clearly, there is such a little, a, a remarkable level of petulance in the squad that, like, <laughs> Conte is able to go, oh, you want to, you want to throw your people on the floor? That's cute. Give me 5,000 push-ups now. <laughs> and he will absolutely do it. He has the authority. Um, and, and, and like I said, like, Spurs are one of those very rare cases where the lunatics are running the asylum. And they are absolutely running that asylum into the fucking ground. And they're happy to get everyone's reputation tarnished in the, in the process, including someone who has won countless competitions over the years with like with with teams like Chelsea, with teams like Inter Milan and Juventus over the years. Nearly got Italy, get like the worst Italy side in generations to a quarterfinal of a World Cup. So this is what this is the level that these capable of doing at. It's only a matter of delusion for Spurs to think of themselves as challenging for top four. They still might do because, again, you have very flawed teams challenging for that top spot. It might end up going to fucking Aston Villa at this stage. You know, well, that's just the reality of it. I can't see Conte even let in, like, last in the season. Like, I can see him getting pissed off almost immediately. If there, if there's a run of bad results, if the North London derby goes bad, if the matches after that go bad, I can't see him staying because... The Carlin Cup, or sorry, the Carabao Cup, was the ideal chance to put this Spurs side back on the map by beating Chelsea, by getting to the final, and beating either Arsenal or Liverpool. Right? This Antonio Conte side is capable of winning sides, of winning cups, in in on, in in theory, on paper. But in practice, you see, oh god, this team can't actually. There's do those anything. two words again. In theory, exactly. In theory, <laughs> like again, I might look at the recent results. Three-one Markham. Yeah, let me let me roll back the tape there and let you know. Anthony O'Connor scored in the 33rd minutes of that game. <laughs> Harry Winks equalized on the 74th minute. Lucas Moura and Harry Kane came on in the 80th minute and scored both times. They were had to be rescued from a League One side. <laughs> you know, like what else do you have to say about this team? It is a joke, and not a very not a very good one. It's completely unfocused, and they need to fix it now. Um, and again, the, the conundrum they have is, where do you go from fucking Antonio Conte, the literal best manager on the market, and even he can't fix this team? Where do you go from there? You know? So that's why they're my cods, because I don't think, like, they are just in quicksand. Like I, like I feel Arsenal are, are sometimes. They're in a kind of like a league quicksand, where no matter how much they keep pushing up, they're only sinking down more. And I think that's where Spurs are right now. I've said it before about Arsenal, and I've said it before about United, and they're all in a similar boat right now. Whereas they are looking and aiming for fourth place, when in actuality they should be looking over their shoulders because there's teams like West Ham and Aston Villa who have got their fucking shit together, you know, and they're the ones that are going for that spot. Um, and I'm even counting the likes of Leicester and Wolves, who theoretically have an outside chance based on quality, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's mad. Um, so those are my two cards. That's my card anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, Newcastle are shit too. 
I mean, we all, we all know that. So, <clears throat> well, so, I, yeah, think, uh, I thought it would be like a little kind of kind of hackneyed for the Arsenal fan to weigh in on a Spurs manager. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Again, I, I don't think you just. I think it's just what you don't want to jinx yourself before ahead of the fucking final, ahead of the derby as well. Yeah. So, I don't blame you on that front. But um, but anyway, lads, that is the uh, end of this podcast. Um, <sighs> So, uh, Neil, uh, always a pleasure chatting football to you, as ever. Thank you very much. Um, we do make a terrible habit of this, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to do more of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure by the end of that, we will actually have the... Uh, the uh, Nearing the end of the transfer window, we'll be, again, reviewing how Newcastle are doing, how many players... We will have our yellow ties on. We will. We do. I, I'll, I'll find one. I'll, I'll steal one off, a, off someone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but either way, like that is, uh, that's all to look forward to. And uh, I'm sure... We'll find some um, interest in this Premier League after a while because, like, literally, we spent an hour and a half on transfers. We can't do this again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll find something anyway that isn't like Man City oriented. So, um, yeah, guys, thank you very much for, for watching and listening. So, uh, if you want to listen to more of our um, Liquid Fo- Football podcast shows, you can follow us on Spotify at Monday Madness. Uh, if you are listening along, please follow us, and we will you will be informed of the latest episode dropping. And um, by all means, as well, please subscribe to us on YouTube at Monday Madness, where we are playing a lot of video games. Neil is doing game reviews and quite a lot of them, so you want to listen to his dulcet tones every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, by all means, follow us at Monday Madness LP on our social medias to keep track of everything that we're doing, from let's plays to videos to podcasts, the whole shebang. Uh, we'll let you know on them what we are doing. But uh, until then, guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, from myself and from Neil, because all of that was liquid football.